0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today. Coming up on NBA Today, a super roster like the Suns brings all the smoke. But how is one Sun looking to get ahead of the hate? Plus, Ben Simmons has gone from all NBA to all the questions. What the net star can do to change his narrative. And who has the most signature shot in NBA history? Perk has a big list for just that question. And all that and more on NBA Today. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Richard Jefferson. In for Malika Andrews. That's Chenea Gumake And she's here in the studio. Big Perk we think might be joining us. We're not sure. But look, <laughs> let's just enjoy this time before his face shows yes. up on the screen right now. Okay? So this is fine. That's fine for me. All right. <laughs> Well, look, instead, we're not going to start the show talking about where Damian Lillard is going to end up. We're not going to talk about the latest regarding James Harden, because I feel like we're always going to be able to do that. We're going to talk about a team that has already made their big move, the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Bradley Beal is in. Correct. Chris Paul is out. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, they're all targeting a championship this season. But there's another Sun already feeling the heat as expectations start to rise in Phoenix. I can feel the whole world hating me um, in a way um, where I think I'm the I'm the guy a lot of people point at, and I see it and feel it, but mainly what I've been working
2: on five or six days a week since we've lost is just motivating myself to change the narrative of what people think about me, you know, because no matter how you put it, I feel like I have no fans out here, you know, and I can feel it because the whole world is saying it, and my goal this whole summer is to change the narrative.
1: All right, Shanae, look. As a player, you understand, like situations can change, like your home fans can become your anti-fans very quickly. (laughs) What what did you hear from DeAndre Ayton, especially in his voice?
3: He's had a lot of pressure the last few seasons, and not too long ago, about a year ago, I actually sat down and interviewed him. And he's someone that's extremely competitive, but at the sometimes you look at his game and it doesn't show that, right? I think people want him to be more aggressive because everyone knows his potential. He's someone that can, you know, finish around the basket, but they want him to do that more consistently. He tends to fade away sometimes. He loves the mid-range shot. He's capable of scoring from 10 to 15 to 17 feet. And so sometimes, you know, in the NBA right now, you get caught up with that finesse game. But really to be a championship-level team, the best players in the world are at the power forward center position. And this is a team that has that championship-level expectation. So if you're DA, you want to go toe-to-toe with those guys. And sometimes that lack of aggression is what people sort of criticize with them. And I looked and, you know, crunched the numbers with producer Jose. And you see he gets 10 rebounds a game, which is, like, necessary for that position. But he's lower in the bottom third in centers in, what, free throws attempted, also in blocks. And so you want to see a complete aggressive game out of him because that's where it's necessary, especially where the stars reside in the NBA right now.
1: No, I, I agree. And I think the, the hardest part about what I heard from him, and he says he feels like he doesn't have any fans here, this is mind blowing because he went to high school in Phoenix. He was the he was the number one pick out of the University of Arizona. But like, like I'm just saying, like this man is an Arizona guy. So for him to be in a position where he says he doesn't feel like he have, has any fans, there's something more there. And I do think it's unfair. Everyone's talked about how much sacrifice and sacrifice, and that is true. But if you're the number one pick and you're 25 years old you should be in a position where you feel like hey they're gonna build around me not keep pushing him further and further aside and that's the thing chris paul it wasn't really happy with Chris Paul. Now he's got less of a point guard to, to deal with. And so how does he reach his maximum capacity? Because it's a combination. I want to win, but I also want to be the best version of myself. So if we're not winning and I don't feel like we're the best version of myself, on top of the fact that the Suns didn't want to give him his max contract yeah. after after going to the NBA Finals. So, like, where do you take that emotion?
3: The only thing that you didn't say that would have been appropriate is, like, he needs to bear down, right? Oh,
1: yeah. de- He definitely needs to bear. <laughs> he's bearing down right now. Yeah, he is bearing He's bearing down. down very heavily. So, you
3: have fans. I think sometimes you feel like the people that are criticizing you aren't fans. It means that fans have expectations based on where you have been, being a number one pick, as you alluded to. But I think that he's okay because when you're a post player and your team leads the league in pick and rolls, you're going to have opportunity. Now, it's on you. What do you do with the ball when you get it? Are you aggressive? Are you attacking the rim? Are you able to pick and roll and then you get the ball and find another shooter? It's that next level of the game, but I do think you highlight a very important point. When you're a number one pick, you're expected to run the franchise. You're supposed to be the centerpiece. I mean, are we talking about like new stadiums and new arenas for Victor Like What is San Antonio going through? When you have those expectations, you have this idea of where your success is individually, but also collectively. You're a team that not too long ago went to the NBA Finals. You're a team that now has brought in so many other great talented players now it's like you feel like you're in a corner and people are criticizing you because you have to be perfect when you're playing next to those
1: guys well you know unfortunately kendrick perkins is available right now he's look at that smile i just whatever bro <laughs> look Perk. you did you hear the Andrei sound did you hear it? what are you giggling for bro Now, go
2: ahead. Go ahead, RJ. Okay, so so the DeAndre Ayton
1: sound, he basically said he doesn't feel like he has fans. He feels like he's being uh, criticized uh, almost unfairly. What do you think DeAndre uh, Ayton can do, especially given the fact that they're trying to turn him into Clint Capella?
2: Well, the good thing about it is that he actually have a coach that really believes in him. Because think about it. Over the, the first part of the offseason, we were hearing about DeAndre Ayton name being in trade rumors. As soon as they hired Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel shut all that down and said, no, I want DeAndre Ayton here because he believed in DeAndre Ayton potential and his skill set. And no one has ever questioned his skill set. He got he averaged a career, what, 16 points and 10 rebounds? Now, could that be higher? Absolutely. But here's the thing. DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton has to change the narrative about him for his being soft. That's the only narrative, for his being soft. And the way to go about that is go into it with that dog mentality this year. I tried to give him the blueprint last season. Apparently he didn't see my clip or didn't listen to me. But look, all you have to do when you're playing with these three guys be a hell of a screen setter, play the darker spot, block shots, be a dog on the glass, and be able to mix it up in the trenches. And I guarantee you he will capture all the people that he say are not rocking with him no more.
1: Well, again, like when I mentioned Clint Capella, you're asking him respectfully to be that individual because now he doesn't have a point guard. You want him to protect the paint. You want yeah. him to get all the pick and rolls. You want him to get those nine one one float shots. There's not a lot about, we're going to throw it into the post ten times. We're going to throw it into the post. We're going to feature you five, six times a half. We're going to post you up. We're going to get you where you want to go. At no point in time, and I'm not I can't speak for Monty. I can't speak for the organization, but it doesn't look like he is made a priority even Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson when those guys were balling in Phoenix it was like we're gonna run more pick and rolls for Cam. Mikhail Bridges is this and that all of that was true but that left DeAndre Ayton as the odd man out and so now when they're all back it looks like he's still the odd man out but look DeAndre Ayton he turns 25 this week and we had that conversation yesterday about who's the best big under 25 but He's not the only birthday boy. Ben Simmons turns 27 today and we have some news. Ben Simmons has received credit for the year of service for the season in which he was held out from the 76ers and was eventually traded to the Nets. According to ESPN senior writer Zach Lowe, Simmons has now has official seven years of service in the NBA, which comes into play when determining if players are eligible for max contracts or certain sizes of benefits and things to that nature. I don't think he's going to get a max contract just that's just me in his first four seasons ben simmons made an all made all nba team was named an all-star three times and was a two-time all-defensive player it's been quite the decline in production since and he's average career lows across the board in 42 games last season so i'm going to start with the number one hater on our show perk what are some realistic expectations for simmons this year
2: well First of all, I'm not the number one hater That's that's the first thing Second of all, here's the thing Today is his birthday He turned 27 years old An NBA player prime Is 27 to the age of what? 33, 34 So Ben Simmons has officially in, Entered the prime of his career And when I look at Ben Simmons The way that this Brooklyn Nets team Is currently constructed You have Spencer Dinwiddie You have uh, Cam Johnson You have, uh, you know, all these pieces around him that that are shooters, right? So you have an opportunity to let Ben Simmons be a facilitator. You have an opportunity to let Ben Simmons push the pace. The only thing that Ben Simmons needs to focus on is finishing around the basket. I don't care if he takes a jump shot this season, to be honest with you. He just needs to work on having the confidence to finish, not pass up layups, not miss layups, but finish with dunks and authority. But when you have guys like Bridges and Cam Johnson, guys that could cut, that could move without having a basketball and be floor spacers, it's set up perfectly for Ben Simmons to go out there and succeed.
3: Yeah, I agree with Perk on the latter half of his argument because ever since there was so much focus, particularly when he was in Philly, we need to see him you know, develop a three-point shot. He needs to be a floor spacer. Remember when they used to cheer in warm-ups when he'd hit them before the game and things like that? That's when the pressure really started building up individually. And then, you know, obviously now in Brooklyn, that was part of what followed him there. And so I think Perk's right. Like, do what got you to the league and not anything else because that's the best way that you can feel like yourself. You know, like, you know, Richard, you're a shooter. I've been working on my shot. Like those types of things are. Sometimes you feel like you're forcing those things to prove people instead of just doing what you do best.
1: You know, attacking the rim if it's you, Rich. Uh, Perk, I don't know why Perk looks Perk looks a little confused. Yes, I am a shooter. Thank you for addressing that as <laughs> a shooter. Yes, I am. 100. I
3: was just saying, like out of the you two, I got to go with you, Richard. Tracks,
1: but you're not a shooter. Oh well, I've seen. Uh,
3: him. I've, seen him. I've seen him. He's all right. Okay, look, he's, a, he's, he's all right. All right. I all I right. Had to go. My lie. only choices were between you two guys, and I had to go with Richard. Yeah. But my point is, is that if he's playing his game, <laughs> rebounding, defending being confident, and not looking away from the basket as he attacks it and is available for most games possible, that's the best case scenario for him.
1: No, I I agree. When you look at his numbers and you see sixes across the board, 6.9, 6.3, he was a player at one point in time in his career. We thought he could average a triple-double. He could average 10 assists and 10 rebounds and scored 10-plus points on top of being one of the best defensive and versatile players that we have seen in this league. So there's been a lot. I don't think it's on the court. I think it's more mental. When it comes to Ben Simmons. So hopefully he can get back to that aggressive version Hope of he himself. His day. Hopefully enjoy. Happy birthday, Big Ben. Come on, man. We're rooting for you. But coming up, what secret weapon does Victor Webinyama have? Has, 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 he, has he been working up? What he's been cooking? Look, his rookie season and how many wins? Could it hook the Spurs? I don't know. Stay tuned to NBA today.
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
4: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8 S A V E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: With the first pick in the 2023 NBA
1: Draft,
4: the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. The future is here. Here comes Victor Wembanyama. We've never seen anything like him. He really has it all. He heads to San Antonio, following in the footsteps of fellow number one picks, Tim Duncan, David Robinson. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm going to try and learn as quick as possible because I want to win that ring. Really. Take over.
1: Look, we all got a taste of what Victor Webanyama can do at Summer League. It was very impressive. But he already may have, have his own signature move in the one-legged three. Like, I don't that's I don't know crazy. about the one-legged three. I'm not sure if that's going to be a thing. We'll see if that works. But, look, mm. Victor is not done adding to his bag just yet. Take a listen. I'm not sure about the one-legged it's something
4: three. something a player does right
2: now that you want to perfect as well?
1: But I've been working a little bit on, the, on my sky hook, you know, Kareem Skyhook, and hopefully someday it can be a weapon to add. At- all right, Shanae, I want to ask you, what do you think? A hook shot, a sky hook, would do for Wimby's game. Like,
3: what What else could he do with the sky? How are you supposed to defend that? Like, if, if he perfects that, just his natural reach, his extension, I love it. We all know he has a face-up game. The sky hook and the post back-to-back, like, to me, that would just be unguardable. But obviously, he has a lot to prove still because he has yet to play an NBA game. But, like, look at this.
1: Yeah, you can't guard it. You can't guard it. Perk, what do you think adding this little hook shot to his game would mean?
2: Well, one, why should he add it? He's already 7'3". He's going to be the tallest player on the floor most nights. It's not like somebody, he have to worry about guys blocking his shot. I don't see why he needs to add a running sky hook to his game, to be honest with you.
1: All right. Well, I hate to be the voice of reason here, but this is not the first time that his agent or him have mentioned Kareem Abdul Jabbar. When we talked about bulking up, they talked about Kareem Abdul Jabbar. They talked about Kareem Abdul Jabbar. If he is not going to be the physical dominant presence that we see from Giannis, that we see from Shaq, that we've seen from Yao Ming, that we've seen from David Robinson, that we've seen from all of these players, because he has a different build, if there was one player that he could pattern his game after, it would be Kareem Abdul Jabbar, a more slim, a slim. center. Let me finish Big Blue. What? (laughs) Listen, I don't
2: have a problem, bro. I don't have a problem with him mastering a running hook or a jump hook. But why does it have to be a sky hook? That's all I'm saying. Why doesn't it? When you Bring it into the sky. No, I mean, like, Kareem mastered the sky hook because he was actually probably he was going against guys like Wilt Chamberlain, right guys? that could like Victor's going to be like he don't have to have a sky hook, a jump hook, a little
1: running hook shot.
2: That's fine enough just to get him towards the basket.
1: I, I just I find I find it funny that you, with your offensive game, oh. you're going to be critical of him at, <laughs> uh, of, you at, of him adding a, a, a sky hook. This is why something that can help he's him not be going guardable. He's not going to back down. He's not going to back down a ton of bigger players out the, gate. out the gate. That's not what he's going to do. So if he can get to his spot, if he can catch it on the block and wants to take one dribble and shoot a running skyhook, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has shown us it cannot be guarded. And this man is bigger. This man might be more athletic. I won't disrespect Kareem like that, but he's got all the ability that it's like if I can get to my spot and get this shot off at an efficiency of sixty percent, and it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be at the rim. It could be at the dots. He's proven to have touch. Yeah. Like, why not try it? Well, I, Perk, I don't. Okay, look, I get it, Perk. Uh, if that, that's that's, not the that's bo- fine. That's fine. Okay, that's, fu- that's fine. Go Perk, ahead. We know Go that ahead. you've never had a signature move, which is why <laughs> I'm so annoyed that you're being critical of adding this. So, but look, I want you to give us your big list of unstoppable signature shots. Can you do that?
2: Well, well, it's about time, it's about time And I know we getting tired of talking about James Harden I know you get tired of talking about Damian Lillard But the one thing that you could never get tired of Is yours truly, Big Perk And what comes with Big Perk is Big Perk, Big List And today we're going with Unstoppable Signature Moves Coming in at number 5, Sinead Richard, roll with me Never mind, bam! Here we go, it's popping up right now. <laughs> All the energy in the world. We going with dirt the whiskey. Ooh, yeah. The one-legged fadeaway jumper. I caught so many buckets off this shot trying to guard dirt. It was unguardable. He had mastered this, and then all of a sudden, you see guys of Kevin, Durant, like Kevin Durant start using it. All of a sudden, you see everybody put this into their bag. That this is. was a beautiful move invented by Dirk Nowinski. And number four, here we go. Sinead Richard, help me out. Never mind, I don't need y'all again. Bam! Run it! Number four, you know who we got? Yes, sir. Steph Curry. Generational talent. A guy that has changed the game forever the pull-up three and transition it don't matter it's from half court the logo or two steps behind the three-point line <laughs> he made this shot so special that it used to put you on the end of the bench about 10 to 15 years ago now you see guys all across the league and the world trying it. and true. number three here we go bam take a guess here it go, pop up on the screen. Yes, sir, Mono Ginobili. We appreciate you. The Euro step, ah, ah. One, two, get to the basket. We see everybody trying to do it right now. Giannis got it in this package, ah, ah. He's ducking it. We see the big fella, Jokic, Euro stepping into a little floating jump shot. And look, the Euro step was everything to the game of basketball. Thank you, Mono Ginobili, for bringing it and putting it into the NBA. And number two. We keeping it rolling. You know what it is. MJ, Jordan, the turnaround, the fadeaway Mm. over Mm. both shoulders. Nothing too crazy. You want the setup? I'm going to give you a little tomato chest, and I'm rising right up over you. I had a 40-inch plus vertical. It's nothing. Give me a little separation, and I got it over both shoulders. Everybody use it in today's game, especially when you get older. You got to go to something that works Jordan Patton move, signature move, the fadeaway jumper, and number one, I know you gonna love me for this, Richard, or you might not. Bam, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the running hook, the sky hook, right? We talking about the second leading score of all time. Half of those points was off of this sky hook. Look at the beauty of it, the grace, the spirit, the easiness. It's so effortless. This is my top five list. Not Richard, not Shanae's, not Malika's, not the producers. This is Big Perks' it's top five unstoppable signature shots.
3: You know uh, what? It's yeah, not yeah. it's not bad.
1: It's it's it's, it's 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 let me say this. It is your least worst list that we have seen. That part. It, it is your least worst. I know that's not proper English, but perks here so <coughs> we don't have to use proper English. What you sweating, bro? <laughs> what are you sweating? <laughs> he was working. Yeah. Look, you I sweat. My, it was the euro step all, that got all all him. Right, there is one I'll move. Put my all into that one. Look, there's one move that I gotta give credit for because when I was a rookie, I was guarding him, and I kept hearing the entire bench say, Don't fall for the move, don't fall for the move. The Smitty move is one of my favorite NBA moves because he would do a little hezzy and then he could go and finish. Shout out my guy Spinny. Watch this, watch this. You would hes- oh, yeah. hesitate. Yeah. That's all it was. It didn't matter. He could the barely move. Is a good one. He was 150 years old when I was guarding him, and he still would hit you with that little hezzy. Wow. I cannot wait to teach. My little guy I, that. I have a follow-up though. Yeah, because
3: he's nice. I mean, Perk, we're from Texas. I was surprised. There was no like dream shake on there. No, no.
2: no. Perk, Perk yeah, he do was it. he was he was right there. He, he, he was right there, and the reason he wasn't in there because, you know, you had the dirt, one leg fade away, you had the MJ turnaround. So it was kind of like, you the know what I'm saying, combo. when he came down the yeah, when well, it came, uh, yeah, was, I had why, all Why was it saying, like two parts? It was saying, like. It. It was like uh, yeah, okay, uh, whatever. We're going right. to break. No, I, Look, I, still oh, on the NBA today.
1: It. We don't care about <laughs> that. Get it. your wallet out, Big Perk. We are going to dive into some of the best bets out west. Plus, can we talk the Western Conference without LeBron? No, we cannot. So, how LA can build off of last year's turnaround? And speaking of turnarounds. It's this two-year anniversary since Giannis and the Bucs won that championship with that 50-piece. Hey, look, we're going to get back to that because that was one of my favorite, favorite moments of the last few years.
5: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too.
4: Visit 1-800-Gambler.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to NBA Today.
1: Hey.
3: Hey. We can't
4: of the three! Oh, it's gone! Who else but the king?
1: Now joining NBA today, fresh off the headlining at the hash house of go-go, ESPN gambling guru, Tyler Fuljum.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tyler, it's never too early to start making some money. So let's take a look at some of the over-unders on wins in the Western Conference. First up, the Suns are on the board at 51 and a half wins this season. Tyler, what are the chances of Phoenix hitting that number?
6: Yeah, I- I'm gonna play under here, and I know they have all the firepower, but look at the Western Conference last year, guys. Only The Denver Nuggets, who won the NBA championship, won 52 games or more. There was only one other team that won more than 50. That was the Memphis Grizzlies. This conference is loaded with depth. So I think really the Nuggets and maybe one other team might be a 50-win squad, but it's going to be hard to rack up 52-plus wins for any of these teams. And we know Phoenix is so top-heavy with their roster. If they suffer an injury to Booker, CP3, or Kevin Durant, it's really going to test that depth. So I think the safer play here is to go under probably
1: a 46, 47, 47, win team all right Cheney today Chene, what do you think next up Lakers retooled their roster look their win total is at 46 and a half but the Lakers have never hit the over in the LeBron James era do you think that the Lakers are in for a big season Tyler
6: yeah, I do. And I just saw Perk run his top five signature moves in my arena, the gambling arena. The number one signature move is Perk's deadbolt lock. And of all the teams we're going to talk about here today, <laughs> this one is my deadbolt lock. I like the over here. And I want to know how you guys feel, but this team won 43 games last year and they played two-thirds of the season with a roster that didn't fit. After they traded away Russell Westbrook, bought in all those pieces that they have now brought back this offseason and added a few more. Like like Jackson Hayes and Gabe Vincent, I think it's a team that wins 47 or more games and contends for a top-four seed in the West. Perk, do you
1: think that that, that, that number – look at Perk shaking his head. Are You 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 like that number.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, and I said it last week. Look, one thing about Tyler is that I actually like Tyler more than I like <laughs> you, and we agree a lot on a lot of things, and he's right. Did it, this is a dead – Boat Lock. Matter of fact, this is borderline disrespectful, but we'll take it. I got the Lakers winning 50-plus wins this season. I'm sorry. Bringing back the same core group, having a training camp under their belt. Darvin Halb going into his next seat his second season as the head coach he's going to be sharper for us. His, his tools and getting into his bag I'm going with Tyler on this one I'm taking over.
1: Alright, yeah. well, I agree with
3: them okay. because they dug themselves into an early season hole and they dug their way out and then they made over time, whether it was the NBA trade deadline or free agency, small pieces that have had incremental larger impact and so I like their pieces uh, through free agency I think the average age was around 26 years old so they're younger versatile pieces that can play on both ends. I think the Lakers, I mean in Lakerland, here where we are
1: you know people are pretty optimistic okay Tyler really quickly how many teams hit 50 wins in the in in the Western Conference
6: I'm gonna say two I like Denver great home court advantage maybe Memphis does it again they were the only other team last year they were a great home team but I'm gonna say only two of them maybe it's the Lakers and Memphis drops off a little bit but it's gonna be very hard there are nine ten teams in this conference maybe even 11 or 12 that could win 40 plus games if they play
1: their best ball Okay, look, the Lakers eliminated the Warriors last season. The Warriors have done some restructuring this summer. Do you think Golden State is poised to have a comeback season?
6: Yeah, I'm going to go under this as well. They won, what, 44 games last year. So they got to win five more than they won a season ago. And if you're a Golden State believer, look, you can point to a lot of things. The dynamic in the locker room because of the Draymond Green Jordan Poole situation, well, that's done. Poole's out the door. Andrew Wiggins, an important starter, missed so much time for personal reasons off the floor. He should be fully engaged this season. So bring it in CP3. He's a Hall of Famer, but he's another old guy along with Dre, Clay, and Steph. So I'm going to go under here. This is probably my least comfortable one, but I think there's a few reasons to think, even if they're better than last year, getting to 49 wins is going to be tough in the West.
1: Okay, now they had the worst, re- one of the worst that was, records that was like, you know, at home. So it's like, you know, there, there's room for 10 more wins on the road. That's what I going to say. So, Chanae, what do yeah, you got? The road yes.
3: record is what will – autocorrect itself they're not going to lose as many road games as they lost last year but i still think 48 is quite a bit as he said in a competitive west a lot of teams are going to be hovering around the 40 range and not many are going to get to the 50 and if you are in the 50 you're the nuggets the defending champs
2: perk i'm going with tyler the under i just don't i don't i don't see how And CP3 would change anybody mindset for us. Them having over 48 and a half wins. Matter of fact, how disrespectful right now is season sportsbook putting them over the Lakers or having them, you know, the over under 48 and a half, the Lakers was at, what, 46? That's disrespectful. The Lakers got a, a way better roster. And then you have to think about the Sacramento Kings, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Phoenix Suns, Memphis Grizzlies, Dallas Mavericks. Like Tyler said, the West is going to be loaded. Every single night, the Warriors are going to be tested.
1: Well, okay. I, I believe you. Look. Tyler, we normally don't get into individual to- numbers and totals and all that, but we've got Victor now. Victor Webinyama, his totals are set at 17 and a half points and eight and a half rebounds this season. Is that a good bet? Or are you taking the over/under? I would take the over on one, the under on the other. As far as points are concerned, I would take the
6: over. I mean, when you look back in the annals of NBA history, when guys have been drafted first overall and been can't-miss offensive prospects—Shaq, AI, LeBron—you know, Kevin Durant was a second overall pick. Those, even Paolo Bancaro last year averaged 20 points or more their rookie season. I think Wimbenama has an offensive-ready game, and now he might be adding that sky hook. But look at that frame, Perk. You think he's going to rebound against guys like you in the low post, NBA grown men and average eight and a half or more? That to me is where I would take the under on the rebounds. I think he's going to get bodied a little bit around the rim. But as far as getting buckets, he is ready-made
1: to give you 20 a night in the association. Perk, you you agree with You think he couldn't bump with you down low?
2: Well, I'm I'm not even about to go that far. I mean, you know, the great Kobe Bryant said, "Did say I was the best low post defender he, he'd seen, right?" But <laughs> we're not even about to go there. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going with Tyler when he say the over on the points. I feel like because who when Biyamba is, he's going to get the opportunity. He's going to get the shot attempts. The offense is going to be ran through him, and he's skilled, so no one could take that from him. And 17 points in today's game. That's not excellent a lot, especially with a guy that talented. What we had five or six guys that averaged over 30 last season, we're talking about 17. They're doing that in their sleep.
1: No, I, I, look, I will agree with Tyler. I, I like your rationale. Yeah, look, the under on the rebounds, I get it. But the points, yeah, I think over. I think he's going to have some 30s. He's going to have some 25s. Eventually, I think he'll end, end up around 18 points a game. So I, I like that. But Tyler, I appreciate you joining us. I'm sorry that you had to listen to Perk. I don't know how long you've been here. But we appreciate you stepping in and kind of you know, bringing some, some evenness to this without all of his hating because you're going off numbers.
6: Hey, I love Perk. I love you, RJ. I love Shanae. Always a pleasure to join NBA Today. Salute, fellas
1: and ladies. Thanks, Tyler. Coming up, we celebrate the anniversary of one of the greatest finals performances of all time by Giannis Antetokounmpo. And what this has to do with the spatula, I'm not even sure. That's next on NBA Today. You're watching NBA Today. This is one game away from being NBA champ, being in the history of this game, being always there.
4: The spin move, the finish. Giannis Antetokounmpo was one of the most iconic performances in the storied history of the NBA Finals. And the slam from Antetokounmpo. The long wait has ended after a half century, the Milwaukee NBA champions
1: once again. I wanted to do it here in the city. I wanted to do it with these guys. You did it. Oh, Giannis just tweeted this. What a night to remember it. Remember, enjoy it until the next one. Well, that's a big curiosity is when the next one. This was two years ago today that this man was holding that finals MVP trophy. Now look, ESPN senior writer Ramona Shelburne joins us now. Milwaukee still has their top five leading scorers from when they won their championship, but they did change some things. They let go of coach Budenholzer and they hired Adrian Griffin as their head coach. So Ramona, my question is for you. What are the expectations? You got a new head coach. They're under. The, they're on the clock yeah. with Giannis. What are the expectations for this? First, season? I
7: want to see if he does his extension. Right, mm-hmm. he's eligible to do that. Um, but we, you don't make a change in the, uh, from your head coach and, and not expect some pretty big. Cha- that, that's a, that took a lot for them to do that to fire Mike Budenholzer two years after they won a championship. And you know, I'm just. I was th- looking back and thinking about that game when when Giannis scored his 50 points. And the one stat that always jumps out at me on that stat is. He was 17 for 19 from the free throw line. 17 for 19. Of those 50 points, he was living at the line there. And that has been an Achilles heel for him throughout his career. But for him to do that in that finals game, be, like he has that in his game, and it's still something for him to work on. It's still something he can improve upon. I think they won 58 games last year. Obviously, they did not end the season the way they wanted to. But they should still be favored in the Eastern Conference. And if he can f- shoot free throws like we know he is capable of, the, he can go anywhere.
3: Yeah, and I think after that game, after that series, mm-hmm. after that championship, the conversation shifted because a lot of times people... like me we're very careful because we're like okay he's the most dominant player but is he the best player and he emerged unquestionably as the best player in the nba now when you have that title that status championships are all you care about because you want to capitalize on your prime if i'm the best player and i have a team that all won championships with me five other players or so then you want to win and you want to win at the highest level and you want to deliver and i think if you look at the eastern conference I'm looking at them. Like, Boston, they're good, but they have yet to get over the hump. Philly, question marks. Cleveland. I mean, Miami, maybe you're a little worried about what happened last year and how Miami – Exactly, and how they always figure it out at the perfect time. But I don't think there are many teams, if any, that Milwaukee looks at and says, hey, I'm scared. Like, no, they feel like they can win a championship this year, especially when they have Giannis. So I feel like the time is now for them to continue to make the push. There will be adjustments with the new head coach. But that's what happens when you don't win when you know you can. Those changes happen. And so I still look at Milwaukee as a favorite right there with Boston.
1: <laughs> now, Perk, my, go, my, my question for you, I want I want to switch up the question. If you are Giannis, is this a I want to sign my extension right now and then I want to kind of put that to bed, or is it that I just want to wait and see and just play everything out?
2: Why wouldn't you want to sign right now? This organization, I feel like the Bucks and the front office and the ownership group have done everything and more to make sure that they put the pieces around Giannis, make sure that they protect Giannis. Look, they have a new arena. They're building up downtown. Like It's almost like the effect of what LeBron had on Cleveland. And we know when LeBron went back to Cleveland when he was in Miami, we knew how restaurants were open, uh, you know, people were getting employed. This is the same effect that Giannis Antetokounmpo have on the city of Milwaukee. And I feel like he's in a great situation. You know that Brooke Lopez is going to be there next for another two years. Chris Middleton just signed his extension. Drew Holiday is still in his prime. Bobby Port is coming in off the bench giving you a double-double. You re-signed Jay Crowder. So, The only concern that you have about the Milwaukee Bucks is, are they going to be healthy at the right time? That's the only thing that deferred them for is winning the championship or moving around and moving on in rounds was their health. But when they're healthy, absolutely. Giannis has the right pieces around them. They draft well. And if I'm Giannis, I would sign on the dotted line right now.
7: What happened the year before they won that championship? That was the bubble year. Where they went out in very in a, in poor fashion in the bubble, they come back and then they have that great year in 2021. And so I think the, the the exit last year sets the stage for a bounce back this year. But I do think that extension is important. Perk, I know he's under contract through 2025. But when you send that when you sign an extension, it shows a commitment to the franchise going forward. If you don't sign it, we all start mm. asking questions.
1: Ooh, all hell is going to break loose if this man does not <laughs> sign <laughs> that what? extension. The NBA <laughs> will be put on notice. Maybe not since LeBron James was a free agent and every team was trying to figure out if they can sign him. But coming up, LeBron and the Lakers have retooled. But how close is Los Angeles to getting that 18th championship? We have a couple of thoughts next on NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Now, look, the Lakers have made a metric ton of moves this offseason. How much is a metric ton? I, I don't. don't, don't, That's a great question. Somehow, I, I associate a metric ton with
2: every time you put on a tie. Every (laughs) time you decide to wear a tie, you change. Yes. You come back
1: different. Yeah, a hundred percent. That is my goal to act different. I want, I want my life to be different.
3: 2,204 pounds.
1: Thanks for that, Shanae. But look, is is the is the biggest situation that they're dealing with right now that Anthony Davis is eligible for an extension here in a few weeks? Perk, I want to go to you, the resident big man, no pun intended. Should the Lakers be planning on making Davis the face of this franchise?
2: I would actually wait it out, to be honest with you, if I'm the Los Angeles oh. Lakers. And, and, as much as I, and, as, and as much as I admire and love Anthony Davis game. I think he's one of the most talented, skilled, power force to ever touch the damn basketball. He haven't been available. And I don't know if you could continue to just trust in him. I think like this ought to be an addition for Anthony Davis to show that he's ready to really take on this organization and this franchise. Because every single season we all have this conversation is Anthony Davis ready to have taken control of this team. And every single season, we continue to talk about LeBron James and how is he still doing this at the age of 68?
7: 68. <laughs> 68. Uh-
2: <laughs> of
7: course, you extend Anthony Davis. Like, I love you, Berg, but you got like you can't. They're facing the prospect of not having LeBron or Anthony Davis after next year, and I know they locked in some of the younger guys, which is good to build going forward. They're not just having this idea that they're, they have no one under contract after next year. But Anthony Davis, no matter, he's still a top five player in the league when he is healthy. We see that whenever he is healthy. But you, if it, if, if you need to do something else, if LeBron James ends up leaving to go play with Bron someplace else. You still have Anthony Davis on your team, whether he's the, the number one player on your team or number two. that's still a superstar on your team. You don't let him get the free agents. You don't let him sweat it out.
3: I'm sorry. I was just in the Matrix because I was Googling, and I checked. I know. And I saw. I was right. A thousand kilograms. I was just, like,
1: so impressed. Oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, whatever
3: we're talking about, yes, I'm just happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're just happy. You're just, I'm just happy. I'm happy. That you, I looked. I was, see. Like, see? I was
3: like, you she's, like AD.
7: You want him to stay. And I'm so, so happy. I okay, it. okay.
1: Let me play devil's advocate if you oh, are I the Lakers. You don't know. Obviously, Anthony Davis was outstanding like in the postseason, had an outstanding run. But yes, he hasn't been as healthy as he would like or as the Lakers would like. And so if you're going to invest multiple years, and we know players as they get older, LeBron James was invincible for the first 15 years of his career. And the last couple years, injuries are starting to pile up. You should be worried if you are the Lakers. But I want to give a little flashback to yesterday. Can we roll that sound? Can we roll the tape? So this is this is a tough question when they were when we were going through this question. It's like, look, they were like, well, what about Kobe? And it's like, look, Kobe was gonna do what Kobe does. He was gonna shoot the ball, and it was just you had to make it tough. If he made them all, he was gonna get you 81. If he missed a couple, he was gonna get you 25. So that to me wasn't the hardest person to guard. It was still LeBron James. All right, I would like to take a moment to address a particular group of fans but first ladies and gentlemen oh god oh yes because my mentions were on fire yesterday my mentions were on fire and look i am not here to attack the late great kobe bryant the man beat swept us in the finals but there was a group of fans we're just gonna call them laker trolls right and so look Sometimes, like you give little sound bites and they want to take it and go all crazy places, but Let's do this. Let's give a little context. Should we give context? Can we roll? This is the definition of context. The parts of a discourse that surround a word or passage and can throw light on its meaning. So when I say that LeBron James was the hardest person for me to guard, look, Kobe was going to do what Kobe did. But everyone was like, oh, Kobe, this, this, and that. Let's go to the numbers. Should we go to the numbers, everyone? Kobe Bryant attempted the fourth most shots in NBA history behind Kareem. LeBron, and Karl Malone. But when it comes to shooting percentages, he doesn't rank nearly as high. Should we show where he ranks? Now, he shoots 44%. Now, that is great when you're talking about a volume shooter. 44% is elite. But out of the top 50 scores of all time, his percentage is what, ladies and gentlemen? 40th. His percentage is 40th. So when I say Kobe going to do what he does, and look, he's right there sandwiched in between Antoine Jameson and and Carmelo Anthony. So that is my biggest issue with this. Now, among non-centers, we take centers out of this, LeBron James would rank 7th in field goal percentage. Kobe Bryant ranks 29th in field goal percentage. So that is the thing. On top of LeBron James being Fourth all time in assists. So you have one of the most efficient guys and one of the great assist men. Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest scorers of all time. I am not sitting here trying to say that Kobe Bryant, I'm not even talking about who was better. I said for who to guard was the hardest, that was me okay so all the people that want to say well based off of what i saw and based off of my experience if you didn't play i didn't don't want to hear your opinion okay so i rest my case nba today is back in 60 seconds
0: <laughs> Ooh.
2: nba today is brought to
4: you by miller light great taste 96 calories taste like Miller time celebrate responsibly I vote here are our
1: next WNBA games Saturday on ESPN. The 15-6 and 6 Sun are in Atlanta taking on the 12-8 and 8 Dream at 1 Eastern. Then Asia Wilson and the 19-2 Aces square off against my girl Collier and the Lynx Wee! Coverage tips with WNBA countdown at 12-30 Eastern 18, and 9-30 Pacific. Woo-hoo. What? Nothing. I was just about? shouting out. My Look, it's 18. time for the NBA summer vacation. I'm not on mine. Malika's on hers. Why Earth. are we not there? I don't know. But Jimmy Butler is living his best life in China, drops this shot, and then responds with a dame time. Uh-oh. 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 Ramona, is it a matter of time? I think so. Oh.
7: This is, is it August? Is it September? Uh. I mean, you know what? The NBA needs to set the TV schedule, so let's get this done. I know. I Ooh, yes. like All right. That's Giannis
1: Antetokounmpo playing ping pong with a national champion with a spatula perk. How's your ping pong game?
2: <laughs> I don't have one, but Shout out to Giannis for you know doing something outside of basketball. But Always supporting others. I mean, he can, He, can, he, he
1: definitely has a spatula. Look, Trey Young teaches a, a lesson to a young guy that was talking trash. Why would you talk trash to Trey Young? Seriously. What, would you, what are you doing? Why would you talk trash to Laker fans right there? Uh, why what? would I? T- I wasn't talking trash you to Laker fans. I was not talking fl- Laker fans. Like I, I am He's not crazy. talking trash. You <laughs> don't were mind attacking that man. me. I don't that I am, no, I am, outside <laughs> get <eggs>. I, Honestly, <laughs> you know where I'm at. I'm well, at. You NBA up again today. We'll be back tomorrow. Wait. We'll continue this. <laughs> Robert Half
5: research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.